0: Well, it's really not hard to see problems, hardships, and sadness everywhere in the world today. The first five minutes of any news broadcast should be enough to prove that there is something definitely wrong with mankind. And what's the cause of it? Poverty? Shortness of education? Lack of opportunities for self-growth and fulfillment? No, my friend, the answer is a lot more basic than any of these. It's sin. Yes, an old-fashioned word to many, but call it by any other name, and its ugly character still remains. And it is seriously affecting every aspect of our lives. In today's broadcast, we'll be taking a look at how this mess got started in the first place. Evangelist Mr. William Skates will look at the biblical account of man's history, starting with his fall, his turning away from God and choosing his own way. And then he examines how this poor start totally affected all of mankind, including you and me. And finally, Mr. Skates will explain for us the call. Yes, the call of God for sinners to repent. Christ said that he came to call, not the so-called righteous, but sinners to repentance. Millions have responded to that call to come to Christ, and we trust that you will hear this call today and respond to the gracious invitation of the Savior for salvation and for forgiveness.
1: Mark chapter 2, and we're reading at verse 17. When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now over to the book of Romans, please, chapter 3. Romans and chapter 3 and verse 23. Notice the end of verse 22. There is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Chapter 5, just taking these in the order that they appear in our Bible, we'll refer to them in a different order, but just for convenience. Romans chapter 5, and verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man, or through one man, that is, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And one more reading from First Timothy 2, and we read it verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. He gave himself a ransom for all. I want to give you a very simple outline of these scriptures, and we'll consider them together in the gospel. Now, something easy to remember. I want you to notice, first of all, that we have in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 reference made to the greatest fall, the greatest fall, F-A-L-L, the fall. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, Death by sin, and so death is passed upon all men, for that all sinned, all have sinned. When we come to the book of Romans and chapter 3, we have read about the greatest all. For there is no difference, for all have sinned. Knock off the F of the first one, the greatest fall, and you get the greatest all. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We link that as well in our thinking with the same little word, the word all, when we come to First Timothy chapter 2. One God, one mediator between God and men. Notice the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all. It's the same all. A ransom for all. They encompass every human being that has ever lived. The greatest all. And then finally, from Mark chapter 2, verse 17, that first scripture that we read Jesus saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician. You don't need a doctor if you're feeling well. But they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners, to call sinners to repentance. It's the greatest call. So put a C in front of the all, and we get the word call. The greatest fall the greatest awe, and finally, the greatest call. should be easy to remember. Now, it was because of one man's disobedience that the great disaster of sin and the great disaster of death came into this world. That's what the verse is talking about. Referring back to the time in the garden, whenever God made man walk with man in the cool of the day, had fellowship, had communion with man. In fact, man was designed to live in fellowship with God. That's why he made man. But then, Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God. They sinned against God. And as a result, the whole human race that has come from Adam has been polluted by this thing the Bible calls sin. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death is passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And it is the greatest fall. Adam fell from that place of high honor, of being able to have fellowship with his God, and to commune with God, to talk with God about the world that God had made, and had put under his dominion. The management of planet Earth. That was the responsibility that God gave to Adam. And God talked with Adam, no doubt, about that very function that Adam had to fulfill. Then Adam disobeyed God. Now we find God moving in the cool of the day. Where's Adam? There he is, hiding behind the tree. Adam, where art thou? Says God. And Adam says, I was afraid. Why? Because he has sinned against God. And he's afraid of meeting God. You know, there's some empty seats here tonight. We're glad that you've come. Do you know why there are empty seats, usually, in a gospel meeting? Because people are afraid to face the issue that they have got to meet. It's a silent witness to the truth of what we're saying. The problem that sin brings into this world when Adam sinned against God. And you say to me, well, I wasn't there in the garden. It wasn't my fault that Adam took the fruit, whatever it was. Some say it was an apple. I doubt it. But whatever it was it makes no difference. It wasn't my fault he did that. That's right. I would agree with you. But it's a fact, nevertheless, that you're affected by it. Back in the Old Testament, there's a story about a man called Mephibosheth. We read about it in 2 Samuel chapter 4. And there was news that came to the nurse that was looking after Mephibosheth, who was a little boy, that Mephibosheth's father had been killed in battle. Reason enough for her to fear for the young child's life. So she takes the boy and she runs. She's going to get away. She's going to a place of safety. But as she runs with Mephibosheth, likely carrying him, all of a sudden she stumbles. She fell. Guess what? Whenever she fell, he fell too. Wasn't his fault, but it was a fact that because of that fall, Mephibosheth from that moment on was lame in both his feet. Must have had a spinal injury or whatever. But he was lame on both his feet from that moment on, and he had to live with that sad fact the rest of his life. wasn't our fault what Adam did in the garden, but nevertheless, the effect of that is with us here tonight. We don't have to teach our children to do wrong, but nevertheless, whenever they come into the world and they start to grow and they start to develop to the point where they understand the difference between right and wrong, what do they do? They end up doing what's wrong, don't they, so often. Where did that come from? That's because of this problem of sin. In a young child, sometimes we might think it's kind of cute whenever they disobey, you know, and they take their own way. But nevertheless, that's just the start. You think of all the sorrow that this world has ever seen. You think of the teeming millions of families down through the centuries. Every one of them has been affected by death. And from every family circle there has come the funeral cortege and the sorrow and the tears that have flowed from the human race right down through the ages. Until this present moment, think of the turmoil in the world. Think of the broken homes, the broken hearts. Think of broken lives. And it's all a result of this problem of sin, of the fall of man in the garden. Problem still with us tonight. A U.S. Air Force captain by the name of Joe Kittinger, August the 27th, 1960. What they did was they rigged up this gondola, this basket, and they put it underneath a large balloon. Tremendous big balloon, and this Air Force captain, he was the guinea pig for want of a better word, and they put him into it in order to test the effect of high altitude on the human body. And they cut the ropes or they let the ropes go, and up that balloon went. Fifty thousand feet, sixty thousand, seventy, eighty, ninety, one hundred thousand feet, one hundred and two thousand eight hundred feet, and when it got to that high altitude, Joe Kittinger did a very strange thing. He went to the edge of the gondola, and he climbed over, and he jumped. He began to fall. 100 miles an hour, 200 miles an hour, 300 miles an hour, till he came to a speed of 614 miles per hour. He fell for a total of 4 minutes 36 seconds. And he was on a collision course with planet Earth. Quite a speed, 614 miles. Can you imagine the splash there would have been if he had hit the ground? 18,000 feet. His main parachute opened. Joe wasn't overly concerned. It was a good parachute, and he came on down to Earth, landed safely. His total fall lasted less than five minutes, and he was on a collision course with planet Earth. Isn't it amazing to think of a human race that has been falling away from God for probably over 6,000 years? On a collision course with the God of the Bible, the Almighty. I wonder how long you've been falling away from God. How old are you? For how many years have you been accelerating away from God, falling in sin? and Change the metaphor a little bit now. On a collision course with the Almighty. There are believers in this meeting tonight. You know what? Though we still are affected by sin, we are not overly concerned in this sense. We've got a real good parachute. We come to the word of God and we find a verse like this. The eternal God is thy refuge. And underneath and round about are the everlasting arms. And he'll never let us down because there's been a moment in life when we have personally trusted his son, the Lord Christ Jesus, as our Savior. We have every assurance based on the authority of the word of God, which cannot lie. The scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, will not be confounded, will never be let down. He will never, ever let us down. We are absolutely secure in his hand. And tonight he is fully worthy of your trust. You can have every confidence in him. He'll deliver you from the effect and the power and ultimately the very presence of sin and take you right home to heaven, take you from Adam's family and take you into God's family. And you'll be placed as a son at the table. And you'll be given an inheritance that is eternal, linked with Christ forever. Sin's gone, never to be in hell, but heaven and home for all eternity. I'll tell you, we never deserved it. But that's the love of God on display. And God commands his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The greatest fall. The greatest all is bringing before us a similar truth. It's actually the result of what we've just talked about. So far as the human race is concerned, there is no difference. Whether it's Jew or Gentile, whether it's bond or free, whether it's slave or king, whether it is rich or poor, doesn't matter what ethnic background we come from, what country of origin we have, there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now this is coming to what you and I have responsibly done before God. There is not a just person in all the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. You and I have actively and aggressively taken a course away from God. We have taken our own way. We have turned everyone to his own way. Just like it's natural for a sheep to go astray, so because we have a nature that is marred by sin, we go astray from God we sin. The tragedy of sin is this. It appeals to the human heart that it's not something very serious. And because of that, people can live their life and feel very comfortable, thank you, and live quite comfortably here in North America, enjoy every advantage that the lifestyle in this good land of Canada can bring. Have a little joy, experience some sorrow, they live and they die. But if they die in their sins, they will experience the consequences of sin for all eternity. Judgment, the wrath of God. People play with that. And some here tonight are likely playing with this thing called sin. And for many years you've been playing with it. You think that you can master it. But remember, it will master you and it will be your destruction. I want to notice with you First Timothy chapter 2 and 4 because not only have all sinned, but God has made a provision for all. There is one God, there is one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus, there is only one Savior. There is only one who can come between man and God, who can bridge the gap that sin has caused. And that is the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. And so vast is the work of Christ, that it is sufficient to meet the need of all. It's the greatest awe that you could ever possibly think. Isn't it funny that people will subscribe to any system and will embrace any idea or any notion that is advanced in the religious realm far quicker than what the Bible plainly says, that there is one God and there is only one. There is one mediator between God and men, not a whole host of saints, Or anybody else? Just one. Who is it? The man Christ Jesus who gave himself. That's a reference to dark Calvary. Whenever God who knew our sin laid them on him. And believing. We go free. We come into the good of it. And God has satisfied his own throne of justice. So that all who find refuge in Christ are absolutely safe and secure. As God can make them. You know the story of the Titanic. It was made in the city. The same city that I was made in, a city called Belfast, Northern Ireland. Titanic sank April the 15th, 1912. There were 1,500 people that went to the bottom with the Titanic. The big problem was there wasn't enough lifeboats. 700 people were aboard the lifeboats, and they were rescued. But 1,500 went to the bottom. You know, God has provided a far bigger solution to the problem of man's sin than just a few lifeboats and just a few churches scattered around the globe, that if you join them, you'll be all right. God has provided a provision that is great enough to meet the need of all. But it's only those, listen to it, don't miss it, it is only those who personally see their need of Christ and personally take him, a whole Christ, for themselves. He is my Savior. Only those benefit from it. We'd have to change the metaphor a little bit. It would have to be like the the lifeboat was sinking right? And that's you in the lifeboat. And along comes a luxury liner and offers to give you a ride. What would you do? Well, here's man perishing in his sins. Here's man raging against the God of eternity. And God himself comes along and offers a salvation that is so vast that even a luxury liner is not an adequate description in any way, shape or form of the fullness of the salvation that God offers to you tonight, totally free in Christ. Cost Christ everything on the cross, the Lord Jesus gave himself. He could give nothing more. He gave nothing less. But thank God, it is absolutely enough for me. Very quickly, let me come to the last one. The greatest call. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but to call sinners to repentance. The gospel call began when Christ was on earth. And you remember how that the 12 apostles chosen by the Lord and Matthias later on to replace Judas, how that they began to spread that message, first of all in Jerusalem, then in Judea, then in Samaria, then to the uttermost parts of the earth, and the call still goes out. Down through the centuries, millions have responded, millions upon millions are going to fill heaven. They've responded to the call to come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. All who are sick in sin, all who have felt its effect, and all who long to be rid of their sin, to be right with God, to be fit for heaven. He calls you tonight. He calls you to himself. How long has he been calling? How long have you heard his call? Still he calls. Sinners to repentance. Anyone here tonight would respond to that call? It's the greatest call, not because of it. Embraces all. But it's the greatest call for you tonight because it touches you. He's calling you. If you've never responded, you're still in your sin, still far from God, still undeserving of heaven, and fitted only for the judgment of God in hell. So what will you do? Will you respond? Think about it tonight. The greatest fall, it affects you. The greatest all, It affects you, and God has provided for all in Christ, but you must come and take him as your own. And he gives you the greatest call tonight because it's just for you to come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. His word for it, I will give you rest.
0: Well, how about it, my friend? Did you hear the call? Are you weary and heavy laden? Tired of trying to change the way you are? Sick of sin and the vanity of life? Then Christ is calling you, my friend. Look away to Calvary, to the Christ on the cross, where he put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. The Bible says that Christ bore our sins on the cross. Do you see your need? So remember, the fall, the all, and that includes you, and especially the call, God wants to save you even today. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken and a very warm welcome awaits you. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles,